Welcome to Biblical Perspectives on Aging, the podcast where you and your church will find answers to the difficult questions that arise as we grow older. On behalf of the Baptist Home, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brams. On the podcast today, we have Ron Mackey, and Ron has been a repeat guest. I believe uh, he was on in an early episode. He was on in a roundtable recently uh, with Rodney Harrison and Joe Oveling. And so this, I believe, Ron, is your third time uh, on here, but your second solo. So if, if there's anything you'd like to share as an update uh, to your position, your life, anything like that, feel free to do that before we dive into the questions today. Well, let me just say that we... Uh... In the state of Missouri, we are facing a an uptick of the new variant of COVID, and it is uh, seems to be more widespread in the rural parts of the state, which has led to us having to have greater restrictions on visits uh, for residents. We're being uh, much more cautious about that. We have had a a small mild outbreak at our Chillicothe campus, but that now, as of today. They've had their last round of testing and all staff and all residents are clear. So they're going to begin to be able to reopen to family visits. And we're going to be doing this very cautiously, trying to make sure that the residents come in on a scheduled basis, or the families come in on a scheduled basis, uh, that they'll be screened, the temperature's taken, they'll be required to wear a, an N95 mask, then they'll be escorted to their loved one's room, and then escorted back out of the building when they are finished with their visit. We don't want to become too severe, but at the same time, we have, we've really got to keep our people safe. You know, they're frail, uh, their health is more fragile than ours, and we've got to do the right thing for them and balance that with the whole spiritual, emotional health that has been so um, attacked in this process uh, for the last year now, or more than a year. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for that update. I know that there will be some that will be very, we'll have had a good understanding of what's been going on in Chillicothe and such. So uh, it, it's good to hear that they are now reopening, uh, so to speak, from that. Uh, so Ron, a uh, recent episode had Sherry Snyder on, and she'd been on before as well, but we're, we're kind of looking at, from an in-house perspective, people who are a part of the Baptist Homes and Healthcare Ministries family, how the facilities, how the ministry there has been able to help you. And so again, we had Sherry on just a few episodes ago, a couple of episodes ago, and now we're asking you some of the same questions that we asked her, because this is not just a job for you. It's not just a ministry for you. You've been able to uh, and have needed to have your parents uh, to receive care as well. So what, what were some of the things that made you realize, Ron, that your parents were in need of additional care, the care that could be provided by Baptist Homes and Healthcare Ministries? Well, you know, in, in general, my sisters and I had, had begun watching our parents decline, particularly after they sold the home place in Southern Oklahoma. They moved to the Tulsa, Oklahoma area to be near my oldest sister. In that time period, we began to see both physical and uh, mental decline for both of them. And then my father had a heart attack. And my oldest sister called me and my youngest sister in Wisconsin. And we both got to Oklahoma as quickly as we could. Had a, a meeting with my dad's doctor. And we really got 
quite honestly chewed out by him. And he, he told us about the severity of dad's heart attack. My dad had had heart problems for 15 years prior to that. Um, but he, the one thing that was so telling was his statement to us that we could no longer depend upon our dad to be our mother's caregiver. I have to be honest with you, uh, Dr. Rams, we didn't know that was the case. And the doctor, my dad was in the room when this conversation was had, and my dad just looked at the floor. So later that evening, I, I visited with my dad, and I, I said, Dad, why didn't you tell us things were getting more difficult with mom? Mom had been diagnosed earlier uh, with uh, dementia, stroke-induced dementia, and uh, he, with tears in his eyes, he looked at me and he said, son, why would I tell you? It's my job to be her husband. It's my job to take care of her. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I get that. And I, I completely understand that. And I, I've shared this with many, many families in the same way. Um, a husband and a wife, they will lie to people to protect their loved one. You know, mm-hmm. it, it is a very noble and um, I don't know that you could keep from doing it thing. My youngest sister moved in with mom and dad for about three weeks. Her idea was that she would just move in and take care of them. Well, she had a husband in Wisconsin, family in Wisconsin, and that was not going to be a long-term fix. After three weeks, my youngest sister called and said, I'm exhausted. This is not going to work. The three of us sat down one night. I I came back uh, to Oklahoma. We sat down and talked. What are we going to do? Um, My dad's health care was provided by the VA. He was eligible for living at the VA home near them, but mom would not be able to live there. And mom would have to live somewhere else in another nursing home. And we realized very quickly that if we separated them, it was going to be horrible on the emotional. So we talked about what we could do. We talked about facilities in Oklahoma, even Wisconsin. And then we talked about the Babs home. And of course, we have three locations. At that time, we had three locations. And uh, I lived near the one in Ironton. That made some sense there. Ozark was closer to my sister in Tulsa. But Chillicothe was, believe it or not, almost equal distance for all three of us. And Chillicothe was much more like um, my mom and dad's hometown in southern Oklahoma. So we stayed up till probably four o'clock in the morning having this conversation. The decision was made that we would recommend they move to the Baptist home in Chillicothe. And my sisters voted and decided I would be the one to tell mom and dad that that was the decision that was made. And I lost. And uh, so the next morning we met with them and it was pretty simple for my mom. Her statement to us was, can I be with your dad? And uh, we said, yes. We said, mom, we have, we have arrangements where the two of you can share two rooms. You can be right there with dad. And she said, well, as long as I'm with the old man, I'm okay. Mom had called dad the old man since I was a child. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the, the, the living arrangements at Chillicothe, how things would, would go there. And, and that they, you know, we had the, the chapel services and things like that. And my dad very emotionally said to mom, uh, we'll be able to go to church again. Mm-hmm. And that was an incredible blessing. So uh, we helped them load up what they had left. They had already downsized quite a bit, and man, that was a help, but they still had quite a bit of stuff. 
and we put it all in the back of a, of a U-Haul trailer, and we headed off across Oklahoma to Chillicothe, Missouri. And we got them set up, got everything going, got their room arranged. The first night we all stayed in a local hotel. The next day we got them in their room, and, and uh, I did not know how this was going to go. Mom had not been very compliant uh, about taking care of herself. And uh, a couple of the young nurse aides came in the room and talked about mom going with them to see the spa where, where she could bathe and have whirlpools and all that kind of stuff. And my mom agreed. And my dad told me, he said, this is not going to work. Your mom's not going to let somebody else take care of her. Mom came back to the room and she, <laughs> she sat down in her chair and she said, old man, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to the spa twice a week. So <laughs> that was a big relief to us. And, um, you know, they, the acclimation was actually easier for my mom. My mom's dementia made her world really small. And, and as long as dad was around, her world was centered. So, you know, she could go periodically for having her nails done, having her hair done and all those things. She was fine. And, and she had people doting on her and taking care of her, which quite honestly fit her personality pretty well. Dad had recovered very well from his heart attack and he was kind of lost. He didn't have anything to do. And because mom was being cared for, his role now was diminished. And, and it was hard on him, really hard on him. You know, my dad has been an outdoorsman my whole life, loves to go fishing. Uh, and there was a nice pond there at Chillicothe, but he wanted something more than just, you know, filling up his day with, with fishing. Unbeknownst to me, the administrator at that time had asked dad to become the mailman. So every day my dad had a very important job and that was to deliver the mail to the residents. And uh, as he told me, it's got to be there by a certain time or they'll get upset and they'll, they'll be afraid. <laughs> and he says, I've got to make sure it's right, you know. And, and in some ways, dad knew his mental capacity was diminishing. So he used the, the mailman role to give him daily activities to keep his mind as sharp as he could. And he really loved being the mailman, even though toward the end of his life, it was exhausting to him. He really liked doing it. And the second thing that I, I discovered about two weeks after they moved in, my wife and I were there for a weekend and we went to church with them and we walk in to the chapel and my dad is standing there and he's an usher. And uh, my earliest memories of my life are of my dad standing in the foyer of the church, handing out a bulletin, mm. you know, and there he is doing that again. So, you know, he, his physical needs were met but so were his social and spiritual needs. And in, in most healthcare settings, we don't talk about emotional and spiritual needs. We just deal with the body. We just fix the machine. And I, I think as a result, my mom and dad had, had really a significantly improved quality of life the last few years of their life there at Chilcotin. Thank you for, for getting personal on that. And now, Ron, were you already a part of the team at Baptist Homes and Healthcare Ministries at that point? Or, yes, uh, is, yes. Okay. Yeah. In fact, my, one of my dads, I, was, I, I grew up in a home where we owned nursing homes in Oklahoma. We had 
we had multiple nursing homes in the Oklahoma City area. That's right. And I was kind of groomed to be the, the heir apparent of leading that, either that or, or to go into construction work as an architect. And when I came home at 17 years of age and told my parents that I felt God calling me to be a pastor, my dad never flinched. He just looked at me and he said, Ron, what can we do to help? And then secondly, when I called dad in 2010 and told him that I'd gone to work for a, a nursing home, he chuckled and he said, you know, boy, I tried to get you to do that. <laughs> and, uh, but those two things are, are very significant in my memory about uh, being a part of something that made my dad smile about my life. It was good. So, Ron, what, what would you say to a, a son or a daughter or, you know, a family like you with your sisters? You said you had this conversation. Uh, there are hints that have been coming, perhaps, in your situation. You didn't realize how bad it was, especially when there's distance uh, between you and your, your parents. What would you say to that, that middle-aged child uh, that doesn't know or that suspects that something might be wrong to kind of help them to make a decision that they might not otherwise want to make, to have a conversation with their siblings that is going to be a difficult one, but, but needs to be had. What, what, what encouragement might you give them, Ron? Well, initially, my heart says to say, let yourself off the hook. If you don't know, or if you don't know the severity, or, or if you're seeing signs and you're afraid to speak to it, with your parents because they're your parents. Let yourself off the hook. You're not a bad child because you didn't notice something. You're not a bad child because you wanna have a conversation that's difficult. You're doing everything you can in a complicated, confusing time in their life to help them. And that complication works its way out into your life as an adult child. And then secondly, I would say, this is not a technical, medical, practical decision-making process. This will be a gut-wrenching, emotional, spiritually draining journey. And none of you are going to experience it in the same way. My, my sisters and I, we did not experience it in the same way. You know, we, we each had our own backgrounds with mom and dad, and we each had our own personalities and there were times when they would turn to me and, and I was supposed to be the expert because I'd, you know, I'd been in this world and, and I just wanted to throw my hands up and say, yeah, but it's my mom and dad as well, you know, and it is not easy. And um, you're going to make mistakes, but reach out and ask for help. That, that would be one of the best things I could say is, is don't, don't go it alone. Find help. Find personal help. You can find all kinds of places on the Internet that give you all kinds of advice about the best place for mom and dad. And most of the time that stuff is just marketing. And if you can find someone who can genuinely give you real answers, that that's the place to start. And, and with the Baptist homes, we'll do that. The Baptist homes facilities don't have to be the answer. You know, if you're in an area where we're not near you or for whatever reason, this, it just doesn't work to come to the Baptist home. We get that, but we will help you in this journey. You know, because it is, it is difficult. It, it is, it, it, was, it was the hardest journey I've ever been on in my life. 
for, for the audience, if you're seeking that help, just simply go to thebaptisthome.org. That's all one word, thebaptisthome.org. And uh, you can find resources to, even if even the, if the resource that you're looking for is a personal resource, that website will get you in touch uh, with people that, that can walk you through that. So Ron, uh, as you know, on this podcast, I always like to close with the question uh, of, any prayer requests that you might have. But before I get to that, if there's anything else you would like to share that perhaps I haven't asked that, that's gone through your mind uh, as we've been talking today, please feel free to share that and then any prayer requests that you might have for yourself or for uh, the ministry there. Well, one, one final thought about my mom and dad's experience. They had pretty much outlived all of their friends. And by coming to the Baptist home, they were able to, to recreate friendships with people and they became extraordinarily close, particularly my dad. My, my dad was really interesting. My, my dad developed a relationship with a resident at Chillicothe who was a former pastor, who unfortunately in, in his, his physical decline had lost his eyesight. So he could no longer read, all right? I can't, you know, as a, as a pastor myself, I can't imagine what that would be like. My dad could read. In fact, my dad would read his, the last few months of his life, my dad would read the same Louis L'Amour book over and over and over again. <laughs> Didn't matter to him that he'd read it probably 40 times, you know. Dad could read and could read well. He just couldn't understand what he was reading. Okay. So his friend couldn't see. So in the evenings, my dad would go to his room and would read the Bible. And then his friend would explain it to my dad. When, when he explained it to him, they would then have these long conversations about, about God's love and about, you know, how, how all this works out. Hmm. So the fact that their relationships were, were rebirth was a beautiful thing uh, for them. And I, you know, I, I, I still look at that and think, you know, this was hard, but it was absolutely the best thing we did. Hmm. As far as praying for, for me, for the Baptist home, we are in an exponential phase of growth. We've recently purchased three homes, existing homes. One of them has residents, two of them doesn't. This is a brand new journey for this 100-year-old plus organization. And we have got to be agile. We've got to be flexible. And that's kind of hard for a century-old <laughs> ministry. Uh, we're having to learn new things at a new pace. And just pray for us that uh, I, I believe that that growth for the Baptist home to be able to serve more is a great thing. Just pray that God would give us wisdom and stamina uh, for the task. That's, yeah, that's a worthwhile prayer. And I know future episodes, uh, we are hoping to have some of the people involved with uh, with one of those homes, uh, just maybe the next episode or two after this. So uh, be, be listening for that. Ron, I appreciate your time today, uh, going down a personal road, uh, even in your role with the with the Baptist Homes and Healthcare Ministries, but looking at this a little retrospectively and how that ministry was able to help your parents and help you and your family, your sisters, and navigate that as well. And certainly making it personal to you allows you to then help others uh, through that journey as well. So appreciate you sharing those insights today. Have a great day and we'll look forward to having you on again in the future. All right, thanks Andy, appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us for this interview today. 
The Baptist Home has provided Christ-like care to the aging since 1913. To learn more about the biblically informed resources and solutions provided by The Baptist Home, go to www.thebaptisthome.org. Again, www.thebaptisthome.org. You will find links to previous podcasts, a growing number of church resources, and detailed information about residential and long-term care communities. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brams, asking you to be a voice for the aging.